Well, welcome to the latest ASA podcast with me, Dr. Chris Keel. Wow, I'm getting a lot of questions these days, which is great because up until recently, I kept having to kind of figure out what you might be interested in, and who knows, I was usually probably wrong. But now, between Mike Miazga and Brie, I've been getting a lot of good questions. So one that seems fairly urgent came from Mike. And his quote was, a very big one now is the cost of money. Our members are talking about that all the time. That was in the PVF survey all over the place, affects acquisitions, expansion, M&A. Yeah, it's affecting everything. And it's affecting it for kind of traditional reasons and also somewhat untraditional reasons. The cost of money, of course, has gone up because interest rates have gone up. The Fed has been pushing interest rates pretty hard for the last couple of years. And even though they're not anywhere close to where we've seen them in record years, it's the fastest set of increases we've seen really since prior to the 2008 recession. So, I mean, it's it's been a, a rapid reaction. Uh, the markets were not obviously prepared for that. I mean, they were in a way because they knew it was coming, but they really hadn't been familiar with it. A lot of the challenge is simply that people have not had to work in a non-zero interest rate environment for almost a decade. And a lot of the banks and the traders and the market makers, they're not even familiar with how to deal with this. They've not had those kind of considerations. And what it affects is access to money. I mean, it's it's if you're trying to expand and you're trying to get money from a bank, well, it's more expensive. The bank is also probably more cautious. Um, they're more risk-averse than they've been in the past because the rates are high. You start to look at all the different things that easy money made possible. I mean, mergers were fairly simple. Acquisitions were fairly simple. You could see a lot of activity in a fairly short order because either companies had cash on hand or they had access to the cash that they needed right away. That has evaporated, but not entirely. And one of the things that is kind of vexing the Fed is that as hard as they've tried to reduce that money supply with higher interest rates, they continue to have to deal with the so-called shadow economy. Uh, the formal name for that, because it sounds very mysterious and sinister, is simply non-bank financial intermediaries. There are venture funds and capital funds and angel funds and equity funds. There are insurance companies. There are any entity that can distribute money that is not a bank. So the Fed doesn't have control over them. And they're the ones who are still distributing quite a bit of cash into the system. So at the same time that the cost of money from the banks has become expensive, you still have a lot of these non-bank players that are offering pretty good deals. I mean, they're still trying to keep busy. Those venture funds and equity funds have to distribute their money. They're not allowed to sit on it. I mean, this is people putting in their hold for investment purposes, and they want to see it move. So there's still outlets, but they're harder to find, and they're more awkward to deal with. I mean, if you look at some of the specific markets, um, oil, for example, has always been of importance to the ASA members. 
all kinds of their assumptions have changed. And this is fairly typical of industries all the way around. Um, the cost of holding oil in tanks has become much more expensive. And with the increased financing costs, that means that being caught with unsold product, should a recession actually happen, is going to be much higher than before. So the response by companies to high interest rates is to reduce the amount of oil they have on hand, leaving the market even more vulnerable to a shock. Even if demand begins to come back up in an organized way, which it might not, you're you're dealing with companies that are very much on the edge. They're trying to manage their inventory in a way that they don't get stuck with it, but at the same time, that makes them, almost puts them back to where they were when we had the supply chain issue really front page a couple of years ago. Um, trading companies became very complacent during a decade of zero interest rates. Um, they don't really know how to operate in an environment like this. So the cost of money is a consideration we didn't really have to mess with much for the last 10 years. Now we do. And it's putting a lot more emphasis back on the financial management in a particular company. It's that balance between I don't want too much exposure, but I also don't want to be caught without the ability to meet the demands of a customer that could start recovering almost at any point. I mean, I've made this point several times. There are as many indicators of a recession as there are indicators of a recovery. You know, we're kind of waiting for certain shoes to drop. China, for example, was expected to be back at full production by now, come off the lockdown, get back to work. Well, they haven't, but the potential is still there for them to do exactly that. So if they do suddenly get organized and start ramping up production again, well, that changes the equation dramatically because all of a sudden they're back in demand mode. They're back in needing more oil and needing more materials and needing more commodities. And it's just, it's, we just don't know. I mean, it's kind of like we, we can see what's happening now. We can see the potential, which can go either way. I mean, China could still stay kind of stalled out or it could suddenly start to grow again so if you look back historically you know one of the things that is important is that we have been through this before not recently but if you go back just 20 years that was the environment where interest rates played a much bigger role so i guess at this stage you're going to go out and try to find that retired chief financial officer that is out fishing and say, hi, you're the last one to remember and having to work in an environment like this. Can you come back to work for a while? <laughs> so we're going to have to relearn some of our our talents from previous decades. So with that, I'm going to quit yammering and come up with something exciting because like I said, I have a real panoply of questions now. It's like you wouldn't believe the breadth of these. So now that I've whetted your appetite for, for next week, I'm going to leave you alone. Talk to you later. Thanks.